Well, hey everybody, we're recording episode two of Life Downloaded. We're currently surrounded by a whole bunch of construction work outside Life Downloaded Towers, aka Sam's flat. So it might get a bit noisy, but what did we talk about, Sam? We complained a lot about the, the, the weather, the heat. The heat. We are moist, but not in a good way. Moist, but not in a good way. And we also talked about Christmas in July. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sam's visit to the Houses of Parliament. Yeah. And we also touched on Queer Eye. Does anyone watch that Queer Eye? So one of their episodes, uh, we, we got an interesting debate, didn't we, Dan? Yeah, we went a bit in-depth on that one, so look out for that. And of course, like everybody right now, we even had a bit of a chat about that old face-up thing. Oh yeah, that face... Oh, I don't like it, Dan. Don't like it at all. But listen to what we had to say, because this is episode two of Life Downloaded Moist, but not in a good way. Coming up right after this musical interlude. Well, hey there, everybody. Sam. We're back. We're back. This is episode two. People actually listened oh to episode one. Oh, my days. Oh, oh, my days. So our first episode was called Let's Hope We Aren't Shit. And clearly we weren't that shit. No, like the feedback we've had, like some of you guys on all our social medias that we asked you to follow us on. So, at Life Downloaded, let's get that out there really quickly. Um, Spelt the same way as the podcast. I will spell it out probably later. All your feedback was amazing. Um, We retweeted it on the Life Downloaded podcast, Twitter. And, like, you were all really, really nice. And apparently, you know, we made people almost spit up their drinks laughing. and. And we didn't pay these people to say nice things no, either. No, we didn't. Which but really helped. It's like genuine, genuine feedback, which is amazing. So thank you so much, guys. Thank you. And, and also, girls and everybody in between. We've noticed that. So we were looking at who was listening to us from all over the world. And there was one listener from Germany. So I have to say, as all, danke, danke, das war sehr, sehr nett. Vielen Dank. Um, for those of you who don't know, I speak a little bit of German. So um, my mother, kommt aus Deutschland, is German. So ich sage danke sehr. Okay, we also had somebody <laughs> listen from South Korea. However, I... <laughs> my Korean is not even worth going. But thank you all the same, wherever you were listening, uh, whether it be the UK, Ireland, Germany, Finland, the US, anywhere in the world, like... You guys have been listening for, from awesome, awesome places. We hope you enjoyed it. And judging by the feedback, you kind of did. Yay. So here we are, episode two. two. What are we calling this one? Oh, I don't know. We haven't thought that far ahead, have we? Um, um, I think because the temperature is ridiculous in London or in the UK at the moment, I am moist, but not in a nice way. Um, moist, my... but not in a nice way. <laughs> So I think we should call this something about, like, you know, like, bloody hell, it's bloody boiling. Or, or shall we just call it moist, but not in a nice way? Well, maybe we should. Okay, then, everybody. Moist, but not in a nice way. Episode two. Episode two, moist, but not in a nice way. Of course, following our previously mentioned episode, let's hope it's not shit. So, as you can see, we really think these titles through. We really do. <laughs> um, uh, a lot of preparation goes into these podcasts. So, yeah. Episode 2, Moist But Not In A Nice Way. Um, If you haven't listened to episode 1 yet and you're like, Oh my god, I must have missed something amazing. Shame on you. Shame on you, but we're not shaming you really. It's still available on all your favourite podcasting platforms. Go listen to it. Help us get those listener numbers even higher than they already are. And we hope you enjoy it. But yes, we are officially into episode two. Moist, but not in a nice way. <laughs> no, but it is being, it's like really intense at the moment. I can't, I mean, I, I, I love the UK, but the weather 
is pretty rubbish. So, like, you just never know from one day to the next. And this week has been extremely hot. Yesterday, I was delivering inclusion and equality training at the Houses of Parliament, which was very exciting. But mm. I was, I know, right? Look at me, posh. Um, but we were in a tiny little room, and there was about 30 of us, and there wasn't any aircon, and it was torture. It was torture. Last night, did you sleep well last night, Dan? Because I had my fan on last night. Then I kept waking up going, oh my God, is my fan gonna, you know, kind of burst into flames because I've had it running for so long. Did you sleep at all last night, Dan? I have to say, like, probably much to the chagrin of everybody, I did actually sleep okay last night, yeah. I had the fan and I I found a tip online about putting a moist flannel Um, over the front of your fan. Because it cools fail. the air down, you see. Epic fail, my So there you part. go. Dan gives you life hacks on moist, <laughs> but not in a nice way. Um, so yeah, cold, cold, damp flannel. Obviously not dripping because your fan's electric. But if you've got an old style fan with like a grill across the front, put a damp, cold flannel over the front of the fan and it cools the air down as it shifts I'm it. a little bit worried about you giving me this advice. I don't want anyone to get injured. Yes, if anybody so, gets injured, we, we like administer any responsibility. Yeah, it's no, not our fault. It's not our fault but, at all. But yeah, so there you go. I actually did sleep last night. And of course, here in the UK yesterday, we broke like temperature record. Oh, we did, what was it, like 30? 38.9 or something. I, I don't know off the top of my head wow. exactly. But at the time of recording yesterday, we broke like the hottest day ever seen in the UK, which is craziness. And it's been happening all over Europe. Global warming. Indeed. Um, I tend to think it does exist as much as many people would say to the contrary. <laughs> anyway, let's not get too political. No. That, However, that I... Quite- I was at the House of Parliament yesterday. I did not run into our new Prime Minister, which is um, Boris Johnson. I'm quite glad I didn't run into him because I, uh, you know, living life downloaded, being at crotch level, he might have had a little bit of a punch in the crotch. Mm -hmm. Um, Accidentally, of course. Accidentally, on purpose. uh, Well. So, yeah. So, uh, Boris Johnson is our new Prime Minister. Um, don't really know uh, how you listeners feel about that. I'm not his biggest fan. I'm not a conservative at all. Um, but again, let's not go too political. Dan, Dan, what have you, my pod husband? What have you been up to this week? Well, and uh, before you before you get into that, I feel really bad because Dan is my pod husband, and normally I supply him with you know, a lot of nice little treats when he comes over to my home and we do the podcast. Like I have like all different like snacks and I have nothing for him today. I feel like I have I'm not not been a good pod wife at the moment, so I do apologise. Oh, it's okay, I'll I'll let you off. Did as you notice you. that though? Were you thinking in your head like, darn it, she has not given me my pretzels. Uh, well, you know, they're never guaranteed, but I, I was a bit like oh no it's right. we'll, but we'll, of course we'll... <laughs> those of you that follow us on instagram at life downloaded will have seen me sat there with my snack pack that i took home yes. after episode one um because we do try and share stuff on the social media that you won't necessarily get from the podcast but yes so everybody that follows us on instagram can actually vouch for the fact that you know the snack pack existed snack pack. Did you eat that on the train? I did eat that did on the you? train. Did you? Yep, it kept me going. Was it, was, it good? It was good. It kept me going. My job here is done. Mm. Now, before I get on to what I've, you know, been doing this week, which is crazy, and we'll get to that in a minute, while we're talking about politicians... Oh, do we do have you, to? Uh, yeah, but, like, this isn't majorly political, but it's just one of those things that I thought about. Like, I've, I get, I'm quite into politics, and I follow it and everything else, and for a while... Um, I don't know if you remember, Sam, but there was a big thing in the media like a few months ago about the the Tory politician power stance. Did you, what, did you, what, 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 what? Yeah, what? I, I, I wondered if you remembered or not. Like, they were talking about it on all sort of I, the comedy shows. I try and block out a lot to do with po- and it, politics. It's not because I am not interested, but sometimes I just think, you know when you, like, listen to news and you think, my goodness... I just don't want negativity in my life. And British politics is just so negative at the moment. So um, I dip in and out when I need to. But please enlighten me, Dan, because what you've just said 
It's news to me. Okay, so this was a while ago. Like this, this was months ago. I'm, I'm not saying this happened recently, but it became a thing. Um, I think it was around the time that our fo- now former prime minister Theresa May was was vouching to become prime minister when she isn't running through cornfields in fields of wheat. Indeed. Wheat. Oh, is that yeah? I believe wheat, so. It wheat was wheat. Fields. Yeah. Um, and people have observed that a lot of, especially the male Tory politicians. Mm-hmm were standing there with their legs as widespread as they could possibly what? get them in like a power stance. Oh, wow. And, you know, I was thinking, because more and more deaf and disabled people are getting involved in politics. Right. On, Amazingly. Yeah, it is. It's amazing. Right. On like a professional level, whether that be, you know, Tanny Gray-Thompson in the, in the House of Lords or, you know... Um, I believe, I can't think of her name off the top of my head, which is terrible, but the disability ministers for, for the shadow cabinet for the Labour Party is, is visually impaired. I'm sorry that I can't remember. You're rubbish, name. but I don't know either. So. Yeah, so, <laughs> but that doesn't mean, that's no comment on her as a politician. That's just, I really We're can't rubbish find. with names. Indeed. Um, you know, she, she's visually impaired as far as I'm aware. Um, so, yeah, more and more deaf and disabled people are getting into politics, which is amazing. But, if you were down low like us and you're you're a wheelchair user, what's the wheelchair equivalent to the Tory power stance? I don't know. Do you know? Should we go in? Should we go in with a double bicep? I, I mean, flex when, you, when you say that, I just think of like a really like a the Maori hacker. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that stance, which is beautiful. My auntie is a Maori, so yeah. you know, I, I like. That is amazing. But your your family is well diverse. Yeah, you know, right? Get me. Um, yeah, but my, like, you know, when you say that, you know, that this kind of uh, overbearing, you know, like showing power, I just think of the hacker, you know. Um, I don't know what, I just like to run over people's toes with my wheelchair, to be honest. Yeah, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe we just run over people. What would, what would your, you know, get involved on social media? We love to hear your responses. What would your wheelchair, if you are a wheelchair user, what would your wheelchair user power stance be? You know, they can go all wide-legged, but obviously for a lot of wheelchair users, that's not possible. So is it and a not, du- It's not flattering, let's face it. It's not. But, you know, is it a double bicep flex? Is it a, you know, what is it? What is your wheelchair power stance? Rolling into people. Yeah. Send us, send us images on <laughs> Instagram. Really? Why not? Really? I want to see your images? wheelchair power stances. Images. So send keep, them. Keep them clean, though, people. Yeah, keep no, them clean. No, no nudity. No Thank nudity. You. Where you can be as confident with your nude body as as you like oh, to be, and all no. power to you. But we don't necessarily need to. No, see I it. get enough of them in my DMs. Do you, do you get people sliding oh, into your DMs? Oh, inappropriate, inappropriate. Uh, oh, see, as a guy, I don't get that so much. And oh, that, that I'll send you some. It's fine. I, I don't necessarily want to see the people that slide into your DMs, not, my dear. No, yeah, exactly. Not of me. <laughs> Just, just the ones um, that slide into my DMs. Yeah. I'll forward them on to you. I will consider it an education, I'm sure, <laughs> um, of how the male side of the species yeah. is really letting the side down. Yeah. Okay. But moving on, what have I been up to this week? Yes, go on. Tell me, tell me, Cheryl. Uh, well, what if I said to you, we've had the hottest week in... History. History. For, for like the UK. Probably not overall, but at least one day. We've had the hottest day of the year. And for me this week, it was Christmas. What, what, what? Do that's, a, that's a word I do not want to hear, Dan. Now, a lot of people will be like, oh my God, he's talking about Christmas in, in July. July. At the time of recording, it's still July. Um, but yeah, it's been Christmas for me this week. Uh, why? Tell me, explain, elaborate. Because I can't give a huge amount of details because you know how, how our industry works. Oh, embargo. Embargo. And NDAs and all that kind of all stuff. That. But I was filming and, and doing still photography for Christmas stuff. Hurrah! In July this week, everybody. Now, I want, for those of you that are listening from the UK, think back. Think back to this really hot week. <laughs> Think back to Tuesday when temperatures topped 34 degrees centigrade. When we were moist, but not in a good way. Indeed. Moist, but not in a good way. 34 degrees centigrade. I don't know what that is, Fahrenheit. I can never know. 
I could ask Siri on the podcast, but you know that'd be a bit random. Or Alexa. Or Alexa. Yeah. She doesn't like me at the moment, but the, that's another story. Are you, are you, of course, you're just getting to know your Alexa. <laughs> I am. Um, but yeah, thirty-four degrees centigrade, um, which is close to like ninety something Fahrenheit. It's I hot, think. people. Tart. It's hot. Tart. And I'm filming stuff for Christmas, right? Did you have to wear like jumpers and stuff? I was in like a, Christmas jumpers oh, with like baubles on and yeah, stuff. No baubles, thankfully. Oh. Um, but obviously, when it comes to advertising stuff for Christmas, one of the big things that gets pushed at Christmas is Christmas party wear. Wow. Yeah. You know what I mean? All the yeah. all the sparkly dresses, glitter, and, and the suits that are a bit funky, sequins. Yeah, all that kind of stuff. So that meant for me, in thirty-four degrees centigrade heat, I was wearing a roll neck turtleneck jumper <laughs> and a velvet suit. Love it. So I was definitely moist, and what made it worse? <laughs> but not in a good way, Jam. Not in a good way, but what made it worse? Was I'm in 34 degree heat in a turtleneck jumper, wow. a velvet suit with under studio lights. Oh. With. Those, those dawn lights. Indeed. With no air conditioning. Do you know what? That says to me that you are dedicated to your art. I am. I, I, I suffered. But no, it really was a good day. And, you know, maybe when it gets closer to Christmas, I can... Reflect. Reflect and go, <laughs> oh, that was amazing. And then, you know, go, guys, check this out if you want to see me do random stuff towards but, Christmas. But but this is what I love about our industry is, even though I really enjoy being on set and doing shoots and everything, but it kind of ruins the illusion for you. Like, I can now not watch television in the same way because I know... How, you know the the behind the scenes what goes on and, and i know exactly that you know there might be smiley faces um but everyone's actually cursing everyone and everyone <laughs> kind of hates each other you know um no that's not true like it's, it's always a fun experience but but yeah it's um uh, tv and media they it works in a very funny way doesn't it dan yeah i mean you know especially when it comes to things like soaps or commercials you generally work, and case in point, I'm I'm filming this in July. You generally work six months ahead. Yeah. Always, like we can film stuff, uh, or take pictures for stuff, or or whatever we're doing, and it doesn't come out for months. Can I forget about it? And then people like message me going, "I've just seen you on the telly," and I'm like, "Oh, oh yeah, that." Yeah. It's so random. Or, or you'll even wake up yourself and you'll turn the telly on. It's awful. I'm not even going to lie. When you forget about something and yeah. then you're flicking through the channels and you um, you see yourself on the telly from something you filmed months and months ago. It's very bizarre. It's it very is. bizarre. It is. But do you, know, do you know what's even more bizarre, Sam? Yes, tell me. Is that... When we're old and and wrinkly... I'm never going to get old, what you're talking about. Okay, you're, ne- you're never going to get old. Um, Sam is perpetually 21. Yeah. And looks amazing on it, let's be fair. Oh, thank you, babes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, when we're old and wrinkly, we will be able to watch stuff we've filmed and still see ourselves in well, our 20s it. and our 30s. And like... That's that's one thing that I find really strange is like, especially like with talents that we've we've lost too soon. Take like Freddie Mercury for example, oh, right? Legend, absolute legend in the music business. But like, Freddie is perpetually one age. He doesn't oh, yeah. age because it obviously he can't. But like, he doesn't age, you know. And that's quite a strange concept. Well, what is it? You know this. You know the the. The young, what is it? The the young die. No, what, what am I trying to say? The most amazing die young, you know. So, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what the I'm good going die early. Yeah, exactly. But it is it's quite sad, you know. We've got um, Amy Winehouse. You've got what's the guy from Nirvana? That one, Kurt Cobain. That's the one. Um, you know, so it's 
it's it's weird, but this is one of the fascinations that I had with working in television is that I've always got this kind of legacy in a weird way. And mm. if I have children, you know, they'd always be able to, you know, go on online and, and see what their mother uh, used to be up to, get up to when she was younger. Indeed. And if they listen to this podcast, oh my, the things <laughs> oh my, they will don't learn. Don't do it. Future children, no. <laughs> Sam banning her future children no, from listening no, to this podcast. No, not allowed. <laughs> but talking to Adrian, did did you see in the news about the the crazy oh. face app like yeah. aging thing? So, um, what a pain in the bottom that was. Every second Instagram post was the stupid face uh, age face aging app. Um, I swore not to do it. It's because I don't particularly want to know what I look like when I am older. Um, but, but you're my, perpetually 21, well, Sam, yeah, you've just exactly, established. Exactly, um, But my lovely sister, who, um, you know, uh, decided that she would do that for the whole family, the whole family, without us knowing, and then she posted it on Facebook. So I didn't want to do it, but then all of a sudden, on my news feed... I was tagged in something with a picture of me with a stupid face aging app. So thanks, sister. Love you lots. Um, just to note that I will get you back um, and it will be savage when I get you back. <laughs> and it, um, it's on the podcast, so it's like law. Exactly. Like, seriously, thanks, mate. Thanks. Um, but what was intriguing, so um, not to... Not to kind of put a somber note on it but my my father sadly passed away in 96 he was very young he was 38 he died suddenly of a brain hemorrhage and it, and when this um, um face agent app came out i was tempted to maybe put, submit a photo of my father to see what he would look like he'd be about 68 now um so i kind of was quite curious see um, what my dad would look like now if he was still around I chickened out because I just felt a bit weird what would you have done Dan do you reckon I should have done it I, I don't know one, isn't yeah it? That, that's quite really deep and, and personal but yeah I guess it depends how much it intrigues you but like yeah. I say, that that goes back to in the same way that Freddie Mercury is the same. Your dad always looks a certain way to exactly. you, the way you remember your dad, and it's the He's same. Very dashing, he was. <laughs> he was a looker. <laughs> you know, and it's the same. I lost my dad when I was in my early twenties. So again, my my dad won't age any further either, and you kind of remember them how they are. Mm. I don't know if I'd do it. I, I've not. I hadn't thought about that personally. It depends how accurate it is. Well, do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I mean, if it is accurate, then I'd be like inclined to do it. My my personal experiences with with the whole face app is I I did it on myself because I actually <laughs> had face app before like it went viral again. I will look at you ahead of the time. I, I tried to be. Um, so you know, if they are stealing information, they've had mine for a while. Oh yeah, the Russians. Um, yeah. <laughs> If, Russians, if you're listening, I, I take it back. Yeah, we love you. Um, no, <laughs> but yeah, you know, I I signed up for it a while ago, uh, but I did it again when it all went crazy because I was like, let's have a look, and I actually did it, and I looked scarily, scarily like my nan's cousin. It, it like the it's uncanny. All my family went, oh my god, you look like this person, and like even I looked at it and went. I did, and I just sort of confirmed it with my family. So it's obviously got some, some pretty good algorithm. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, like, my family would never have associated me looking like this particular cousin before this point. And you looked like you were a proper um, grey silver fox. So, oh, silver fox. See? I've seen it. She, Sam has seen it. I, I haven't. Have. I haven't shared it publicly. I don't feel the need to. But I, I just... wasn't mortified by it, but I, you will not be seeing mine because I looked horrendous. <laughs> I'm sure you looked as glamorous no, as ever. No, like, but... honestly, I'm not even being modest. It was shocking. <laughs> well, there you go. Sam's face up was shocking. Shocking. I, I look like my cousin. If you have done it, how did it turn out for you guys? <laughs> you know, if you if you feel brave enough to share your. Oh, no, with... don't, don't it. 
I don't want to see anymore. I don't care. Okay, Sam doesn't want don't, to see anymore. Don't, don't. I don't do want to it. see your aged face. <laughs> All right? I'm not being ageist. I just don't want to. Fair enough. But we'd love to see your natural face. Yes. Preferably yes. listening to our podcast and enjoying it thoroughly. Exactly. So if you want to send us like pictures of you listening to the podcast with like big thumbs up or whatever, Do go it. for it. We want to know who is listening to us. Go for it, yeah, because you know. We're trying to build a little bit of a life-downloaded community, I suppose. You know, we we love a bit of regulars. It's kind of like an audio pub, Uh I suppose. Is life downloaded. And we are your barkeeps. Are we, though? Free alcohol? I have got... I mean, look, I'm looking at my gin going, let's hurry up with this podcast so I can have a gin and tonic. To be fair, like, you did promise to be drunk. No, it's too early. Too early. Too early. And I've had such a busy week. And do you know, I've stopped. This this is going to probably make me sound like I have a problem. Um, I really don't. Um, but I've kind of stopped drinking during the week only because my work is, I'm freelance. So uh, my work is, you know, from day to day it differs. And I can begin quite early in the morning to do television and things, which is fantastic. So I just, I genuinely just can't have a hangover anymore. I can't afford to do that. And now I'm in my... 30s um which obviously isn't old but i've definitely noticed my tolerance for alcohol is is not as it used to be so i've kind of had a proper cleanse which is nice i mean i am feeling the benefits of it um but yeah it's a weekend i'm off to a barbecue in kent tomorrow so i might indulge tomorrow mm-hmm. but, it, but that might go really wrong because you know when you've not had a drink for a while and then you start drinking again like one drink just goes to your head doesn't it well, I wouldn't know, darling. I know you, of course you wouldn't. So, viewers, but listeners. Viewers, even. listeners, and listeners. everybody in between. <laughs> you, you, you know what I'm going on about. But anyway, there's something that I kind of wanted to talk about in today's pod. Um, and it's about the show Queer Eye. Queer Eye? Yes. Yeah. Dan, have you heard of it? Do you watch it? What's going on? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I know of Queer Eye. I, you know, not I'm not a fan. You're not a fan? No. I'm not a fan, but then, you know, disclosure here before we start talking about this. I am not a fan of quote-unquote reality okay, TV generally. fair enough. Okay. So, you know, I have my issues with reality TV. Um, it's not your thing, that's fine. It, well, also, it, I, I think calling it reality TV these days is farcical because it's unrealistic on a lot of levels and... I'm an actor and it keeps me out of work. So, <laughs> you know, it's it's a case of I'm throwing it on the table. I'm not the biggest fan of reality TV. Just you're not, not your cup of tea. I mean, not. I am a massive fan of Queer Eye. And I was thinking the same as you before I started watching. I thought, oh, this is going to be really cheesy, very forced. But honestly, the new Queer Eye um, has surpassed my expectations. And I do feel like they, on the whole... Um, you know, kind of deal with situations in a very sensitive, um, compassionate way. And it it is such a beautiful show to watch on many levels. Um, So, you know, Queer Eye is like best known as a show about, you know, acceptance and personal growth. Um, And it's also a show about transforming someone's life. So transforming their wardrobe, transforming their, um, their environments or their home. So designing their home. Um, but they had one, so they're, they're on the fourth series, I think, and they had uh, one episode, um, and it was titled Disabled But Not Really. Ooh. Okay, so before we get into the um, the kind of the nitty-gritty of it, I watched it, because I'm a fan of the show, so I just watched it, you know what it's like on Netflix, just watch one after another after another. And you, it came you were on, binging. It came on and it, it showed a guy called Wesley Hamming, Ham, Hamilton and he is a wheelchair user. He became um, a wheelchair user after being shot. Uh, so he wasn't always um, disabled and he, um, you know, a few years ago he became disabled through, uh, he was a bit of a gangster basically and he got shot. Um, but now he is an activist um, and um, an athlete um, that, that is very prominent within his own community and an advocate of the disabled community. However, his charity or his organisation is called Disabled But Not Really. Mm. That is why Queer Eye titled that episode 
disabled, but not really. So, taking away the fact that I am a disabled campaigner and I am just a viewer, I enjoyed the episode purely because, not, I mean, this is like a spoiler alert, but Wesley um, had a very codependent relationship with his mother, which I can completely relate to, and it showed their relationship um, growing throughout the show. And Wesley also came face to face with the person that shot him. And it was a very beautiful moment because he actually forgave the person. So from that point of view, from a sociology, you know, point of view, it was a very empowering um, episode to watch. However, from a disability campaigner, stepping back, I was very disappointed on how disability was portrayed. Um, Dan, you've watched it, haven't you? I have. Um like I say, I don't normally watch. I watched it because we'd sort of mentioned talking about it on the mm. podcast. So I thought I have to watch it because I can't go in not having a clue and not having an opinion because otherwise what's the point in talking about it? Um, I have watched it. Uh, I think part of... I have to lay this caveat out here now because having looked at the analytics and the figures for the podcast, I know we have listeners in the UK and in the US and it's my personal opinion you can agree with it you can throw it away you can do whatever you want with it um, that the disabled and disability people's movements in the states and in the US and the UK are in very different places to begin with Mm -hmm. Um, I personally feel from my own experience, that the UK is a bit further forward mm-hmm. than the US. Um, but I think we've been battling for it for longer, so hence why. Um, and I think you have to take that into account when dealing with the way the the programme itself deals with stuff. However, that that is not an excuse. It is just a caveat. As a campaigner myself and not a fan of reality TV at the best of times, I very much agree with you. There was stuff that was amazing. Like you say, when he spoke to the guy that that shot him and he was able to put that to bed for himself, that's amazing. Mm. You know, all power to him. And the fact that he's been able to embrace his impairment and, and move forward how he sees fit, all power to him also. However, um, yeah, there's there was a lot of stuff in that episode that I I found personally because I'm you know very staunch in my beliefs. I think um, that I found personally very problematic. Well, let's break that down because obviously there might be listeners out there that haven't got a disability and are probably thinking, "What on earth are we going on about? Yeah. Why are you getting your knickers in a twist?" So, first of all, let's look at the title, Disabled But Not Really. Okay, so, um, disability, or the word, you know, calling myself disabled, um, is very subjective. Some people don't like the word, word, and some people really are proud of being disabled, Mm -hmm. yeah? So, so Dan, like, with that title, what was the main issue, do you think? I think, for me... I am somebody that believes in something called the social model, and it's... It's a way of thinking, and I'll give listeners a quick overview of what that yeah. is um, and other models that exist really quickly because it is quite complex. But no, The yeah, social model of disability. Yeah. So the social model is a way of thinking that basically says it is not somebody's impairment. It is not the fact that I have cerebral palsy. Or I've got brittle bones. Or I, use, I walk with sticks, um, use a wheelchair part-time. Or any of that that makes Sam or myself or anybody else with an impairment disabled. May I interject? So, for example, we are sat here doing my podcast, our podcast, my my podcast, our podcast from my home in London. But my home is completely um, adapted. So I've got automatic doors, windows, my kitchen goes up and down on hydraulics. So within my home, I still have brittle bones. So I have my impairment, but I'm not actually disabled because I can do everything I want to do independently in my home because my environment allows me to do so. Yeah, 
those those disabling barriers of not being able to open the door, not being able to open the windows, not being able to use the kitchen have been removed. Yeah. And in turn, the other half of the social model argument is society's perceptions and attitudes towards disability and the fact that people turning around and saying oh for example you can't do that because you use a wheelchair or i've heard if i was like you i'd want to kill myself that kind of thing for myself and sam because i think it's fair to say you believe in the social model the same as i do sam um is disabling because with with the right support whether that be from another person or whether that be from a physical adaption or whatever it may be. Or attitudes. Or attitudes, exactly. Um, we are quite capable of doing whatever the heck we choose. Um, and that is basically what the social model is built around. Now, from my understanding, um, you know, the use of language is very divisive for a lot of people. They mm-hmm. don't, you know, they don't like the word disabled because it feels it takes away i feel that changes when you look at it through the lens of the social model mm-hmm. which is why for me the title disabled but not really makes no sense whatsoever because i am disabled exactly. under the social model i'm disabled by society and the physical barriers i face that's not hopefully that I was going to say that's not going to change but hopefully it will yeah through campaigning and through people realizing what the social model is so that's one of the reasons the title is so problematic yeah and I think it's important to say that the title they use that title but it was actually his organization that was called that Mm. you know disabled but not really but I think I think the, the main problem is with this is like they they've tried to be inclusive by having yeah. someone with a disability. Yes. Um, but actually, they've been quite negative um, by saying that, oh, oh, you know, disabled, but not really. Not really, because it's a dirty word. You know, like, you're not really disabled. It's like, but it's okay to be disabled. Yeah. That's fine. I identify as being disabled, but that's not a horrible or dirty word. No. I'm disabled because society is maybe in this way. You know, so we shouldn't reject it. We actually need to keep remind use the word disability and disabled to remind the world that you know you are making me disabled. Mm. Indeed, and like getting into the episode itself, one mm. of, one of the one of the things that stood out to me was when um, Wesley and the the guy. Sorry, I can't remember the guy's name. I don't watch the show, but they were walking. They were walking around the supermarket. And Wesley turned around and said, well, I'll only have sweet potatoes because they're the things I can reach. Reach. Now, I am a proud, proud man. (laughs) I understand male pride. It's a ridiculous thing. But I would argue to dear Wesley... That customer service in the States is crazy at the best of times. It really is. I've, I've been there. They go right? all out. They go all out. You walk in, you walk into Walmart and they're like, hi, how are you? How's your day? <laughs> it's like, leave are me you, alone. Are you having a good day? <laughs> are you this? Are you that? I, I was until you started talking to me, so leave me alone. <laughs> right? So in a country where customer service is so key, I can only think that it's male pride that stops wesley asking could you please reach that off the shelf for me thanks do do you know what i mean but i think they might have done that for to dramatize but all but this is the thing that the whole pitying disabled people oh he can't reach that so the only thing he can eat is a sweet potato and it's like we don't need pity actually You you know you know when we were really campaigning i say really i wasn't old enough to campaign but when when the deaf and disabled community were really campaigning in the 80s, we were chaining ourselves to buses exactly. in London. We're wearing T-shirts saying the words piss on pity. So that's how a lot of the deaf and disabled community feel about pity. Um, but yeah, so like American customer service is second to none. If you ask somebody to reach off the shelf, they'll do it doing a backflip. I mean, um, I'm so vocal anyway. Like I, I have very little pride in that respect 
But, you know, I if I need shoving up a hill, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll just shout at random people in the street. Excuse me, love. Can you come and give me a push up this this hill? You uh, know? Yeah, I mean, the only difference is now you probably have to give an autograph because they go, oh, it's yeah, you off the Maltese's commercial. Yeah, I know, I do. So, like, it's like, it's like a, a bar <laughs> in session. Push me up the hill and I'll sign the bit Exactly. Of I'll give you what you want. If you want a selfie, it's fine. Just help me up the hill. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, like, that troubled me. Um, oh, don't get me wrong. Like, from a positive perspective, like, I learnt things on the show that, yeah. that, you know, for example, they went, go to a tailor and get your jacket shortened. And I went... Oh, yeah, that was great, actually, wasn't and I it? Went, I went, that's actually genius. Yeah. As somebody that has to likes to wear a suit jacket and, you know, often uses a chair, I'm always... Rubbing jackets on my wheels. Mm. I'm always, you know, going, oh, there's a massive tile mark up my jacket. This is why I'm naked all the time, just to avoid that, to be honest. Yeah, the things I've seen doing this park, no. No, <laughs> no, no, don't you lie. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, I take it back. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back. <laughs> but <laughs> focus, focus, focus. Yeah, back in the room. Back in the room. I am not naked. I can safely say Sam is not naked right now. <laughs> Just moist, but not in a good it's way. Moist, but not in a good way. Um, so, yeah, you know, that was genius. The only issue with me for that is, though, is that because I'm a part-time chair user, I'd either have to have, like, a wardrobe full of multiple jackets. Yeah. Or, like, transformer jackets. Yeah, but it was great that they gave that tip. And I, do you know what? To come to the defence of the five, the Fab Five, as they call themselves, the five pr- presenters... Um, that I think that was eye-opening to them. I think the actual production team, they were the ones that actually didn't portray disability in a great light. I think for the actual presenters, mm. that was an amazing experience for them because maybe they've never even come into contact with anyone disabled. So I think there's still a long way to go. I don't think it was a car crash. I really don't. Um, it wasn't god-awful, but my God, it could have been better. It could have been better. It could have been better. But I think the guys, the Fab Fives, did the best with that. And they genuinely wanted to enrich Wesley's life. Yeah. Agree? Um, yeah, totally. I just wish I had five gay guys that would turn up to my house. Oh, re- I can arrange that. I'll arrange that for you. Yeah, but will they pay to redesign it oh, like they did not. for him? Maybe not. Because I'm sure you can have five gay guys turn up. I've tomorrow. got, I mean, all my gay friends find you very attractive, so I'm sure we can arrange that. <laughs> well, thank you very much, yeah. Sam's gay friends. That's very kind. But, um, yeah, you know, if they want to come and rearrange my life, feel free. But, like, it's, it's like another thing that really, really troubled me with the episode. And a lot of this was brought to light by a... By I think it was a blog post that you sent to mm, me. Uh, yeah, an article, um, yeah. Or an article by uh, somebody called Alex Haggard and Liz Jackson. So, you know, they, they've also written they, about this. So they we're feel not, the same. We're not reinventing the wheel here. Um, and like, But there was another point that troubled me, and it was the fact that, and I think they mentioned it in the article. I could be wrong, and I might have imagined it, but I'm sure they did. Wesley was a regular gym goer. I mean, the guy had won bodybuilding competitions. Mm-hmm. Fair play to him. The guy was Jack. He's put in the work. Um, but he was like, look at the button the gym put in for me. The, and I appreciate that button. God, yes, that's making the world accessible. It's a good thing. But by rights, the gym should have put that button in there anyway because of the the equivalent of the US version oh, of the okay. Disability Discrimination Act. I, so, I must have been... Uh, on the toilet when that little bit happened because I don't remember that bit. But yeah, yes. Um, So, you know, it's like the building has legal requirements to do such things in the US as they have legal requirements to do such things for uh, here in the UK. And we can appreciate them being done, my God, but there's also a legal requirement that they should be done. So we don't necessarily need to get on our knees and worship the, the non-disabled community exactly. for going, thank you for giving us a button. Um, not that, you know, we don't appreciate it, because we do. But really, it should be done anyway. It should be done. Because also, under the social model, we're getting really deep in this podcast. 
um, but also under the social model. The benefit of the social model isn't just for wheelchair users like me and Sam and other people with impairments. It's in fact for everybody because if you make things accessible, they're going to be more accessible for your nan. Mm. They're going to be more accessible for, for your daughter that's just had a baby and has to push a giant pram everywhere. You know, they're going to be more accessible for all those people. Exactly. And this is what the social model is built on. And don't get me wrong, the social model probably isn't perfect. But there is no perfect model for anything. Mm. But it's a downside further forward than a lot of other thinking that basically goes, well, you're disabled, it's your fault, your life must be really crap. Um, I quite like my life. I love my life, I'm not even going to like you. I tell you what, people often turn around to me and they go, you know, if you could not be disabled mm-hmm. in the morning... I get that a lot. Yeah, would would you change it? No. And my answer is exactly the same, Sam. I wouldn't change it either. No. And people can't fathom that, can they? No. But it's part of who we are. And to be honest, like, if I woke up in the morning and when um, my legs weren't normally and my body worked in, in the quote-unquote normal way, because what is normal? But, like, in the non-disabled mm. way. Um, I wouldn't know what to do with myself. No, no. I'd be I know. like... I'd be like... <laughs> Do you know what it is? I always say, like, because um, in the in the UK, the underground service is um, is really quite poor. So oh, out, the tube in London. Uh, yeah, the tube, the underground mm-hmm. stations. You know, so out of like two hundred ninety something tube stations, I think only like what is it sixty something tube stations are are accessible. Yeah, it's some ridiculous um, figure. It's really, um, and even them aren't one hundred percent accessible. But um, I kind of like say to people, well, actually, do you know what? Um, I get a taxi from door to door to door service. You know, private private driver door to door and uh, you know particularly in this heat moist but not good moist um i would not know you would have to pay me to be on the underground so actually being disabled <laughs> um is, is a positive when uh when we talk about you know being being crammed into an underground station with someone who smells like you know a gone off prawn how many people have you been around that smell like gone off prawns? There's been a few. Has there really? Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> um, thankfully, I would just like to say, although it is moist but not really in, in life downloaded towers right now, I think Sam will selfishly back me up in the fact that I don't smell no, like gone off prawns. No, it's fine. No, you don't. But I swear, you know, like I've got this little cute little play suit on. Jumpsuit? Play suit? Play suit? Play suit. Yeah. And it, it's, it's very moist. Very moist. It's very moist. I do need to kick you out soon, Dan. And uh, have a shower. Well, there you go. She needs to kick <laughs> yeah. me out and have a shower. But you know what, guys? We've got really deep into disability stuff today. We um, have. Nothing wrong with that, my love. No, but the, the, come away with, the come away with this podcast is, for us, you know, you're entitled to your own personal opinion, but for us, disabled isn't a bad word. Nope. In fact, disabled is probably the right word. Yeah. So non-disabled people, don't be scared to say it. I'll tell you what. We were talking about this as a possible thing on the podcast. Let me throw this out there. This is going to be our dodgy word of the week. What is our dodgy word of the week? Sam and I have talked about dodgy words of the have week. We? So, well, we did when we were talking about setting up the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forget. I've got goldfish memory. Like yeah, so three we, seconds talk, gone. we talked about dodgy words of the week and the fact that, you know, a lot of the non-disabled community get upset about what words they can use, what words they mm-hmm. can't use. Generally, for us... Disabled is a good word. Yeah, now, fine. trigger warning, I'm going to probably say words that can be considered offensive, but I'm doing it for an educational purpose. I'll, do it. I'll be careful. Yeah. So, for example, um, handicapped. No. Right? Not a good word. Well, Let, in America, they use it a lot. Yeah. And it's quite ironic that we're talking about handicapped while we're talking about how an American show portrays disability. Yeah. In America, it is an acceptable, acceptable term. But in the UK, it is not. And for those that want a bit of information, like I say, for us, disabled is the right word. Mm-hmm. The reason that handicapped came around as a word is the origins of this word. There's a lot of, there's a lot of history. There mm. is a lot of history with that word. And there, there will be for a lot of the dodgy words of the week that we talk about. But handicapped, to my understanding and to my knowledge, roots from this. 
It roots from the fact that in times gone by, in the Victorian era, in the, you know, medieval era or whatever else. Medieval, when, we're going way about that. Well, aren't? yeah, but we'll say Victorian era because that's probably where it originated from. There'd be many disabled people because of working in factories and everything else that couldn't work. And when those people couldn't work... They, that not the Industrial Revolution? Industrial Sorry, Re- I'm, yep, get, I'm getting very one. technical now. That's the one, the Industrial Revolution, yep. When those people couldn't work, when there wasn't a welfare state, they would have to beg for money. They would have to take their cap off, hold it in their hand... In the street. In the street, and beg for money. And that is where the word handicap comes from. Yeah, I mean, it is associated with um, um, sports, etc. And there is a whole history, but when we are related to disability... As I understand it, it's exactly what Dan has said. So don't use it. Just don't. Yeah, don't use it. Just handicap. don't use it. It's not a great word. Don't I, do it. I, I very rarely wear hats because I look like an idiot. Exactly. Let and alone, I don't want to be called a beggar. Okay? Let, let alone being called a beggar and using <laughs> it to gain your money. But let's be fair. If you want to give us money, we're not going to say no. No, no, but, no. But don't <laughs> do it. He retracts that statement. <laughs> yeah. But don't, don't do it because you feel sorry for it. No. Do it because we're doing a good job. So Dan, we talked last time about what we found in our disabled toilet, and we had some oh. we had some people on social media um, messaging us. And do you have it handy? I, I like, will do, find it. Do you it. have it handy? Quickly, quickly. Do I need quickly, to now? Quickly, quickly. Do I need to fill this time while no. you scroll through your Twitter? You do not need to fill oh, this time. Oh, you've got it. Kevin Conroy. The oh, hi Kevin. Kevin Conroy. Hi. He tweeted. That one of the best thing, one of the things he's found in maybe not the best, but yeah, maybe not the best. Maybe that's not the right sentence. But one of the best things, <laughs> I said it again. There you go. One of I, the I call peculiar. it the best because it made me laugh. Most peculiar. That's a better word. The heat's getting to my brain, everybody. It's all right. We're gonna finish in a minute because yeah. I really need to pee. Okay, but the most peculiar thing he found in an accessible toilet recently was an entire coat rack. A what? A, a, a what? What? Sorry. A coat rack. Oh, a coat. I was wondering where you were going mm. with that. A coat rack. Uh, a coat Possibly rack. filled with coats. I would have stolen them. Is that wrong <laughs> to say? I would have been in the pocket. I would have been in them pockets, delving so, in. Never leave your accessible. Let's see. Let's see if we've got a fiver in there. Let's get them credit cards going. <laughs> oh, condom. No. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. If you if you're carrying a condom, oh, you, you're obviously you, you're going on the red there, Dan. Because I mentioned condom, you're no, right, no, Adam. no. It's not the condom. It's, uh, it's the heat, darling. Oh, it's, it's the, the heat. heat. <laughs> but yeah, guys. So there you go. Kevin found a coat rack in an accessible toilet. Why you're gonna want to put your coat on in the toilet? Who knows? It's weird, isn't it? Is a bit. Um, but yeah. So there you go. He Keep found them a coat coming. Rack. Keep them coming. Keep them we want to know what crazy things you found in an accessible toilet. We've now been or a, or a non-accessible. Or a non-accessible toilet. Let's indeed. not discriminate. We're not discriminatory. But there you go. So we've given you a dodgy word of the week. Uh-huh. We've talked about a bit of queer role. We've talked about it being Christmas in July. Yeah. And we've talked about my need for a piece. So your let's need wrap for a piece. This up. Wrap it up. Wrap so, it up. So before Sam's bladder bursts, I have been Dan Edge. And I have been Samantha Rank. And this has been. Life downloaded. See you later, lovely people.